My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And you are awaited. You are awaited is a Mad Max Fury Road podcast, possibly one of the only of its kind, where Yuri I would like Lowenthal. To believe that that's true. I, I hope so. I sort of hope so. Not just for our listeners, but also for the world. There's too many of these. It's weird. <laughs> Delusions of grandeur are healthy. <laughs> I'll take it. We're the only Mad Max Fury Road podcast in the world. Um, and we watch Four Minutes at a Time of Mad Max Fury Road, the film, and we talk about it only. As time has gone on, we have expanded into discussing the Mad Max universe. And in light of well, that... In the Fury Road universe, for the most part. I would, Mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the comic book segued a bit into the history. Yeah, yeah. And we did, we did do the, right. the, first, the first four, three movies. We're Fury Road-centric. We're Fury Road-centric. Um, but... Uh, Mac Max-adjacent. No, we're Max Waste, Wasteland-adjacent. We're Max-jacent. And um, <coughs> we have a, a special guest on today. And it's going to be, I, I think, <laughs> two reasons why I think this will be our best episode ever. Ready? Wow. Ever. One. Oh, 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 go. This is the first time... Are you, you're not just high because you're just so excited to be back because we've been off for a well, couple of weeks? That's number one. You know what <laughs> I like about this? Like I like that there's no pressure. <laughs> no, like, no. There's no, there's no... And the reason why this is going to be the most absolutely <laughs> wonderful thing you've ever heard in your entire fucking life is because of what's about to happen yeah, right now. This is, this is the best... In 50 weeks, oh, this will dear. be the best one-hour segment, possibly longer, probably longer, segment of your life, or our lives. Because, one, we had, this is the first time we took a break from the podcast. It's really. true. And I'm stoked. Yeah. And two, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I feel fond of you. I've wet myself already. And two, uh, no pressure. This will be the best guest <laughs> we've ever had. Who <laughs> will say the smartest things? Oh my gosh. Any guest has ever said. Yes. Uh, oh every God. every word he says will be you the know, best word. I've ever collapsed said. under the repressor of both of them. So Yuri, why don't you introduce your friend, and then uh, we'll get into some some Jason talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, just just to also sort of lead into it. Um, this episode is about the Mad Max video game that came out. Uh, and, and now, now I'm, I'm unclear on the timeline because I thought it came out before the movie. I but thought it was, was it after at least the, but it was four months before the movie. Before, see, that's what I, I thought, thought too. But I could be wrong. Um, but then when I was reading up on it, there was, <laughs> we should know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something I should know. You guys will correct yeah. me on it as usual. Um, but uh, we debated doing the video game. Um, but then I realized, uh, because it's not Fury Road, but there's a lot in there that ties it to Fury Road. And while I had heard, um, well, I was a full disclosure, I worked on the game. Um, while I was working on it uh, and talking to the people uh, who were producing it, I had the first question was, are you in touch with George Miller to keep continuity or is this a separate, totally separate thing? Because I know other properties have done that with mm. films that, and then they just go off and they do whatever they're gonna do. Um, and they said, yeah, yeah, no, we've, we, we, had a con we had conversations before, you know, early on. It was so, it was the the writer odd yeah. which is an odd name uh, but Aval avalanche, the, avalanche the the, is, the, yeah. the the developer is he, is, he, he had said I, I, the first chance I got to to chat with him about it, I I was just as curious as you I asked the same question I said this is in this universe it's very particular do you have something to go on was there stuff that George wrote was there stuff that he did get passed to you are you talking to him and odd goes oh no we're talking to him about that whole thing and I go okay, so is this the movie he's doing? Is this the game of that movie? He goes, oh, no, no. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, my, my eyes were just as wide yeah. as yours. I was yeah. like, wait, so this is the same universe. You're in contact. You, you get this 
template, this thing you, you have, these marching orders in, in a way to create this thing, but you're on your own to create it and it's not the same story. He's like, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the best. What are we doing? Yeah. You know, and, and then they began, you know, to unfold the story in front of our eyes and I was and I, I was and I had a smaller part and I had a smaller part in the game, so I, you know, saw little things here and there, but but to prepare for this podcast, um, Travis and I had to go on basically we don't have time to play the game, unfortunately. We'll bring in a, another special guest later on in the who has played the game all the way through Guys, to talk about lots today. of special guests. The most today. special guest for the most special episode. <laughs> exactly. Oh, That's the, it, the special yeah. episode. The special You've episode. just coined it. I love it. So why does this gentleman have such expertise uh, about the game or expert knowledge about the Me? game? Well, I'm, 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 oh, st no. I'm still oh, delaying still it. Up. I'm still delaying yeah, it a little bit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna save that. What? Yes. You know what special is? Special is amping the tension. That's right. That's right. Who is this guy? You know, if they could just you know, look professional on the podcaster Travis would have discussed this beforehand. <laughs> you know, I like I like that you're not afraid to wing it. You and, know what's great? And, and that being like, if you only have one engine, keep winging it. By episode fifty, they expect nothing more from us. Is that right? Exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute, you guys have done fifty of these, this and you still 51. don't have a plan. This is actually, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. This is fifty-one. You haven't oh, learned to plan ahead. That's, that's what I like about you, right? You know, is we don't like, learn from our mistakes. No, no. no plus, like, now people are now get this. Everybody who's listening is like. <laughs> Is listening to your voice. Yes, of course. And going, who, who is that? Who is that? Why? Who is that? Why should I know that is? Wait a minute. I know. So Travis, to, so Travis and I had to go Max. online because we don't have time to to play the, the game. Plays of silence. Oh, it's it's Tom Hardy, guys. All Sorry, sudden, I blew it. I blew the surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hardy. Um, <laughs> I half, thought the, I'd, half the listeners just stopped their car. And went, I, thought right. I, I thought I'd come on your podcast just to talk about this universe. It's pretty good. Anyway, I'm gonna stop. We we all, we often get into our throaty uh, uh, Tom Hardy voice just to sort of test, test the waters. Just titillate each other. Uh, but so only so, when we're in a room together, right. alone, <laughs> which is very odd. But sometimes I use it by myself. Hmm. Sometimes. Yes. Um, but so Travis Talk and I to had me. to go, and basically what we decided to do is we have time to obviously to play the game, but you know uh, with you know let's plays and you know walkthroughs and stuff on, mm -hmm. on YouTube. You can easily go on and at least watch all the cutscenes, all the cinematics from the game, to see what the story was and to see how how we could compare the narrative. And, the part. narrative, yeah, the yeah. narrative part, exactly. Um, which is which is more what we're interested in because we're we're you know talking about the story. This is not a, a video game podcast. Um, and I, I just your impressions, um, uh, Travis. My, when I was watching it last night. There was so much that I, even working on the game in the small capacity that I had, there was so much that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and I was surprised by how closely it ties to Fury Road. Yeah. So in, I'm, in I'm characters, events, and, and the comic books in particular. Yes. Think, which think are Yeah, the stories that didn't sort of make it in. The right. Yeah. Think of this, that the movie hadn't yet been produced. It's not like the, when they were making the game, they were able to see the dailies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They weren't even, as far as I know, able to see the script. Those the, the, designs the, had to come out of the design studios. Some of, of them, the film. But, right? but you'll well, notice that I don't think you'll so. notice that I, the Immortans symbol is almost it's all not over quite, it. Yeah, but it's, it's also not quite. Not quite yeah. yeah, not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with video games, though, they're also to catch up with a lot of that on the back end. So while maybe some of the symbology and stuff might have come in later in the design process. Like they can mm -hmm. put those things on near the end yeah. when they know what the ones are going to be from the movie, possibly. Yeah. I don't know the process the of that. The character designs are amazing. Anyway, yeah, but there's so, this universe. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. Sure. Is yeah. When so you particular. Look at, when you look at Scrotus and when you look at 
stank gum and you look at Chumbucket and you look at all these people who've surrounded Max in this world, you, you do feel like they had the same production design team. I 100% agree. But I agree. do not yeah. believe they did. That's I do not think me, so. Right? I don't think Avalanche I would used love any of those reference what? designs. Yeah, I would love They're to so... know what that process was because they came to a very similar end. Do you yes. want me to email them? Yeah, yeah, we should. I will. We should. We should find out. Yeah, and no, we'll, we'll follow up, and we'll we'll let you guys know on the on the Twitter feed. Yeah, um, I'll email them and ask. <laughs> because, and and I, I, we could just start going down the list from things like a character called the concubine, who is Ooh. not one of the wives, but mm -hmm. who is essentially mm -hmm. modeled off of that. They've they've got their fair their fair share of war boys. Mm -hmm. They've got the the buzzards. They're all very close. And and when you listen to the buzzards, I was listening for Russian. There was Same. no Russian, but it was also unintelligible. Yeah. It was not English. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the buzzards' cars, the the submerged, um, uh, the buried uh, mall where the buzzards hang, hung out and kept the girl yep. yeah. um, in the comic books. Yes. Became just a you know a buried airport, mm -hmm. but it was still the buzzards. Yes. They still used That's the where kids they to, the girl. to hunt for the. Yep. So that so that design obviously was shared. They have the buzzards to say that, about that that part that of has the to be from the comic book. The, yeah. And, and that's different from who actually did production design in the movie. Because you know, there's a distance well, between. Well, the comic book, book guys was the same guy as oh, from the film. Who did? Was yeah, it? who yeah. did a lot of the design and storyboards? I don't and know. Friend if, of the podcast, Mark Sexton. I That's don't right. Know and Brandon McCarthy. And Brandon McCarthy. I mean, who, I know he didn't well, work did on the comic book. Did you ask but, him if, if he worked with Avalanche? We didn't. No. I, I didn't clock the video game. Anyway, I want to let Yuri continue because I want people to know who's talking to him. Oh, whatever. At some point. But this is so interesting. No one. Like, I know. Just I the know, suspense. But, and here's, here's like an episode of Sherlock just, where they really just stuck the script in a blender and they were like, wow, what, what happened? happened? I don't understand. <laughs> and it's okay because you like it anyway. We front load the confusion <laughs> and we spend the rest of the episode unraveling the intro. That's correct. Um, like my but career. I, but I have right, specific <laughs> questions I want to you know, ask this, this gentleman. Uh, but I don't want to tip, tip the reveal. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I, and, and we hadn't really discussed exactly when that reveal would come around. No. So let me just, can I take it? But let's keep, yeah, let's keep going. Okay, it'll, it'll, it feels early. You know what? It'll happen early. naturally. It'll happen organically. I have it an totally idea. Will. It'll happen organic mechanically. All of a sudden. Another oh, character yeah. who's God. in both yeah. films. Right? Yeah. I yeah. know, and you think about those similarities. It's such then, a specific phrase, too. That, oh. All right. Yeah. So here's what, let me just tell you how this podcast came about. Since we're 10 minutes into the podcast, yeah. uh, here's what happened. Um, Yuri said, should we play the video game? I was like, I'm kind of hesitant. I don't know. I'm not a gamer. You guys probably can tell right. that from my lack of knowledge about anything in the world. This um, is a controller. Yeah. What is that weird thing? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I was like, okay, cool. I was like, if Yuri says it at this point, I'm into it. I trust him. Like he's never, Yuri's you. never wrong. I just learned this That's about this. So I was like, cool, we'll go do it. Within, uh, so I went on YouTube to look, look at some of these scenes. I didn't, I'm so dumb. I didn't know cut scenes meant the cinematic scenes. I thought, well, I'm going to watch the deleted scenes from video game. Where's the real scenes? Gotcha. Anyway, I started watching it. It's a two hour, it's a two hour film. I started yeah. watching it and I, I texted Yuri. I'm like, hey, here's a link to this crazy thing I found. He's like, I'm 45 minutes in already. I was about to text you the same thing. This is great. And so I'm watching this, watching this, watching this. I am immersed. I'm excited. It's a whole storyline in the universe yeah. that's perfectly tangentially connected. We should get into this, but I think it's the perfect distance from the film. Yeah. Too far, not too far, not too close, which we can get into. Yeah. But then there is a main character that's not Max in the game, yeah. um, inarguably. And then Yuri goes, hey, I know that guy. I think I'm going to become on the podcast. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you? What's happening? And then I got super excited. Uh, and then I watched extra close so I wouldn't seem like a dummy. Too late, Travis. You blew it. Anyway, Yuri. I don't know. There. I don't know what he's talking about. Jeez. <laughs> uh, thanks for inviting me. Oh, this is nice. Is that a crankshaft? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you something, Saint. I'll tell you what. These guys are crazy. <laughs> 
Oh shit, ladies great. and gentlemen, welcome Chum Bucket to the studio. Hey. Uh, for those of you who played uh, Jason Spizak, uh, uh, a talented actor oh, and uh, yeah, a yeah, twisted yeah. motherfucker yes. who plays Chum Bucket, yes. uh, who is who is Max's constant companion and and, and guide. your constant companion by default. But My, he's there with you every second. Yeah, yeah, he's the, it's the yeah. lead of the he's, game. Yeah, yeah, he really. A lot, a lot with, more to say than Max. Yeah, oh yeah, with with as little as Max has to say about stuff. Well, that's and, the point. Yeah. Like Max, yeah. if he's talked a lot, it wouldn't be Mad Max. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, Max. It's, it says, is a character pop. Or it is a game, uh, much like the Mad Max films, that are populated with super colorful characters. Yeah. yeah. Like I think it, there's a scene where we're talking about building the angel combustion, and and Max says like, "No V6, I need a V8." And like, yeah. and like, I think I talk for another three yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been talking three minutes before he yeah. says that. Yeah, you know, that's it. And, Six and syllables. The, and the, the writing. Yeah. For I'm like, your... you got your lines down? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I have yeah. a story about that actually. Lines. Yeah. Well, I think you should let's let's talk about um, briefly working on the game because I played Stank Gum. You did. In you the, did. In, I played Stank. Did you didn't you know stop that. Stop it. You didn't know that. Larry, I didn't know Shut that. Up. I swear to God, I didn't know this moment. Yeah, until this moment. That's why you don't plan things. That's safe because you get moments like that. Yeah, listen to this. Go ahead, do your stand gum. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Gary, uh, I'm trying to think of Mary. Remember yeah. when you got me and you, you uh, tortured me? Yeah. And that, that whole thing where you're on the ground uh, and Max uh, is over the top of you? Right. And yeah, then the, the, the actor, we were doing, we were performing on a, on a performance capture stage. Yeah. I'm so excited and, and, right now. Oh, yeah. And yeah, see, and this, he did not hold be, back. This is going to be so long. Brian but the, Blue the combat, did not hold back. You know, it's one of the things. He's amazing at combat. He's amazing at it. Oh, he absolutely is. Yeah. But he's a brawler. Like, I mean, he's a. Like, and, uh, he runs his own martial arts and, uh, studio. Yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. like second in command. Yeah, Bri Brian Bloom. For those those of you uh, who saw the A Team movie, yeah, he was the the villain in the A Team movie. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. also wrote the script. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he was a, he was a, a teenage heartthrob back in the day. Uh, he's a heartthrob now. He's a heartthrob let's now. Let's, let's be honest. He has the yeah. kind of eyes that pierce that can pierce rock. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hard eyes. Who is Brian Bloom? Uh, he interesting story. He was Max originally, ah, and and did yeah. all the the, the performance capture. capture, yeah, the and motion the voice capture of Max and recorded every, everything, all the scenes, uh, and then E three came around after we'd been working the, on the, the game big for the big video year. game uh, um, industry and they, convention. They put out the trailer, and everybody went nuts. They went apeshit because Max was not Australian, oh, and they told Brian, sure. "We don't want an Australian accent. We don't want that. Just mm -hmm. do your thing." <laughs> how they told him that is beyond weird me decision. because like that's just dumb how yeah. could you get all the production design right and tell me you don't want yeah. an Australian Max yeah. and he did an Australian accent for me I heard him do it he would have been fine he can do it but, but they didn't ask him but to. they didn't ask him to and everybody blew up it was like they can't believe Max is not Australian forget it I mean he's it, also got an amazing nuts. like vo like he's got Gravity, a voice. throaty yeah. and so yeah. they yeah. That's my version. Yeah. asked him <laughs> they good. said would you want to go back and redo all your lines with an Australian accent and he I remember being there he said I told them no. I told them I don't. I, I think that you should give it to somebody who's genuinely, you know, an Australian actor. That seems like that's what the public wants. And he was so gracious enough and yeah. humble enough. He was talented enough to do it. Again, I heard oh, him do sure. it. Yeah. And he said he he stepped away and let somebody dub redo all of the lines in the Mad Max game. Bryn who is a, a very talented actor also, who was on The Last Ship and some other things, who's mm -hmm. also a martial arts badass. I don't know what it is about guys who get cast as Max, but hmm. um, redid all the lines. So I did the whole game with Brian, and then I did a bunch of the game and dubbed all those <laughs> scenes with Bryn. 
That's so the crazy. whole game like twice. Hey, but you know, you know, they're they're paying you by the minute. So I you don't do care. This, for, <laughs> I for our listeners, some of whom who haven't played a video game, Jason, would you do us the favor yeah. of just quickly summarizing the plot of the game? Is that cool? Just quickly, and then we can get into sure. what what because I have a lot of questions about Stank Gum, but I want sure. people to know who Stank Gum is in the grand scheme. Yeah, and gosh, then we can sort of, without spoiling too much. And, I say and you know how mad, this is a deep spoil, pull, Mad yeah. Max targeted audience stories are not plot driven. That's mm-hmm. the point. Right. I think we're not talking about intricacies of plot. Um, and to me, the video game has to kind of have more intricacies of plot, just because you have to be able to go on missions. You have yeah. to be able to do it's totally mission stuff. based. Yeah. So um, Max is without a car for reasons that you know it gets taken away um, as the setup. And so Much like in the beginning of right, yeah, of right? Fury Road. Talk about a parallel. Yeah. So he's without this car, and Chumbucket, my character, who is a hunchback and a broken man. He, and and what do they? What does he call himself? What do they call mechanics in the world of a, the game? A black finger. And what do they call him in the black thumb? Black thumb. Black thumb. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they call him a. Uh, he, his job is to fix cars. He's a grease monkey. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, a black finger. So. The odd part about the setup of this story is. Max has no car, and neither does Chum. Chum has this little thing he's constructed or created, right. but pretty soon there's a reveal that Chum thinks Max is his divine savior. He calls yeah. him Saint. Mm. He calls him Saint, 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 throughout the whole yeah. game, because he believes that he's dreamt about Max and seen him coming, which will bring about the coming of the angel combustion. And the angel combustion is the name for the car mm-hmm. that Chumbucket has designed right. with all of his awesome engineering skills. The magnum opus. And his magnum opus, his great work, is this car. And he believes that the saint, or Max, is the man who's going to be able to get him the parts and be the driver of this car. And so that is the kind of the setup for the journey. Mm-hmm. And so as you go and you build your car, you go get a body for it, the engines, you have to do all this More stuff. More armor, this, that, the other. That's kind of the, the underlying... Uh, premise for the journey you go on and of course there is uh, another journey kind of like a a journey of the heart if you will that Max goes on because he's entreated by this woman to save this child Mm -hmm. and Max is having awful you know mental flashbacks and breaks about how you know horrible this world is and the fact that there's this woman and this child that is almost like the last vestige of humanity left in Max if he's the way that Odd the writer at Avalanche talked about this was that it's the last piece of humanity that Max could possibly retain Mm -hmm. that it is all gone and that this is kind of a ringing of a bell almost the ringing of if there's still any humanity left in Max or this world at all it's just this faint echo. We're gonna and we're gonna call it and up. And we're gonna call it up and have it come back and ha- and see it its grip on him because he's done this before. Right. He's done this too many times. He's suffered too many times. He's lost too many times, and you know he doesn't want it. And yet that is another undertone mm-hmm. of this. 
um, piece. And when it all gets taken away from him, of course, by the end of the game, I mean, he's broken again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's a very dark, right. nihilistic, horrible ending. But which is wonderful. To the game. <laughs> yeah, which is, no, which <laughs> is great. Which yeah. is another, you know, funny, funny thing. You know, yeah. you know the last or the, 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 so the there's straw the plot, that, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, the, 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 and we'll, we'll keep touching on things that, that really connect in, in amazing that happens, yeah. ways mm-hmm. um, with, with the film. And, and there are all these little details that they couldn't have planned. Like I know the straw that breaks the camel's back for Chum Bucket yes. is you were gonna put two extra tanks in the back. Yes. Where was I, Where am I supposed to go? Yeah. You would you would do that, and I, I mean nothing to you. Yeah. And the the car, the interceptor in the very beginning yeah. of Fury Road, it looks like the magnum opus sort of. It's got yeah. two tanks in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. And they couldn't. That. I'm sure they didn't talk that's about that. That's amazing. That's not a. That's not a plot thing. It's but it it hooks up in all these weird it, ways. It's, it's yeah. almost prequely. And it feels like yeah. a direct and prequel. I want you yeah. guys to know that that's sort of not what they said overtly, mm-hmm. but they said it happens around that time. Yeah. So and so and it didn't. It, they never mentioned that it happened after Fury Road because I, I never heard mention of. And, and think about this when you're telling I don't a story. I think that it. What, no, no, no. When when you think but, yeah. about this, it, all the questions I asked as an actor all, of the writers, mm-hmm. of the producers, I always would ask these questions about this world because I want to know as much about it as I can to anchor it in reality. I never heard them say anything having to do with this had already happened or that had already happened in reference to a Fury Road anything. Right. Yeah. So it can't have happened after Fury Road because we're not taking any of those events into account. Right. We're not in this game. We right. never address them. We never talk about them. They're not mm-hmm. referenced in a way. And so for them to say it takes place in that, at that time would mean, I mean, this may be a week, a month, a year, right before the events of Fury Road. It makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. It makes oh, total absolutely. sense to me because <laughs> it's almost like, you know, the black thumbs evolved into being called black fingers. Maybe right. it's a year. Maybe it's five years yeah. that language subtly changes. That yeah. the the wives suddenly change. You know, concubines is not enough, and they have to become this worshipped, reverenced thing, right? So, if you're looking at it, it could be a few year evolution. Well, importantly, I think from the comic books, we know mm-hmm. that Immortan Joe had three sons, right. and drawn Ooh. as they are in, in the video game. Yeah, 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 Scrotus yeah. is drawn that way. He's mentioned in the comic yeah, books. True that. And we yeah. don't see Scrotus obviously in the film. Spoiler alert, he dies in the game. Right. So right. I, that all made perfect sense to me. It felt like a perfect Rogue One to Star Wars Episode Four yes. situation. It fed right into it. You yeah, know, yeah, as yeah. Max drives off, you can you can imagine almost that he gets you know, trapped by the buzzards the next dune over. Yeah. It just oh, feels right. that way. Or right. trapped the, by, the, yeah, by the war right, sorry, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and get, get his car yeah. boosted. This yeah. is true. I do feel that it, mm. that it is. Because they leave him with the interceptor. He gets his interceptor back, back. at right. the end. And, of the game, and that's correct. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. It really is the, the feeder to there is a, Fury Road. It feels there, like. there is well, a. Well, I said, such a sad moment, though. It, right? re- it re- really like, is. It's just like, really oh is. wow, you've been my yeah. my confidant, my repairman, my everything in this game, and and you betrayed me, and then I my world got burned down, and now. But this, you're a hunchback. Yeah, but this world. So who cares? But this world <laughs> right. takes over. Oh, that's right. We didn't. I don't think we. Did, he's he is a oh, twisted. Yeah. His. His, his body is gnarled and, and twisted yeah. and and um, were you cast because you're actually a gnarled, gnarled twisted hunchback? Twisted. Yes, because the can't see you, so I want to describe yeah, him. For absolutely, the you know, he's a um, twisted hunchback. One leg is about three inches shorter than the other. Three is being generous. Just <laughs> seven or eight. Well, I, I pat it with my dick in my shoulder. Okay, great. So <laughs> that's why I have dick foot. Dick, they're, they're, they're what I call my natural orthopedics. <laughs> sure, you know, I just sure. shove it in there and hope my sock sure. size helps me out. Sure. Yeah, um, it, I, I am. They, I have spent two years with a salad strainer on my back. Like yeah. they literally wow. fashioned they put a device 
and a harness that would go around my neck, and I just rubbed the mic, sorry everybody, and it would clip to my belt to make sure I could not actually move in a way that the uh, game dots, what do you call that? Not the animatic, but whatever, that, that you couldn't, I couldn't move in a way that the computer program would not be able to track. Two yeah. years, you said? Uh, well, the, the mocap was a year plus. Wow. And then we went into the your, your commitment to the physical work on this, I have to say, because I did a day or two with you on the stage, oh, um, is was thrilling to watch. Thank you, man. That was, that was the, we also got to, uh, well, well, we'll get, we'll get that, that, that story later, but... Um, I have two things. I don't even know where to go. I feel a little direction. Just, just start you know drawing. What? This is a podcast, but I'll show him what the physicality yes, was. Yes, I want to oh, see. Yeah, you guys, yeah. I'll describe it. Like, yeah. Yeah, here, here. So He's, this, oh my gosh. Great you, know, you, almost have to take, you almost have to take like a video of this for people. Yeah, yeah. So I literally... What? For a year? Yeah. This is it. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Andy Circus and Planet of the Apes, you guys. Yeah. Almost, that, that, almost yeah. directly. I literally yeah. was doing that every time it was action or Did cut, you get injured you know? shooting this? No. That's amazing. You must sound like yoga. I climbed shit. a ladder like that. Because wow. remember, there's a ladder yeah, where yeah. he climbs up to show yeah. him the plans. Yeah. I, I climbed a ladder. I jumped in and out of cars. I jumped through the car. I yeah. was on the back of the car wow. and transitioned to the hood. All yeah, those motions that you the, see me yeah. doing where I have to climb to the front of the hood and repair it for you. Yeah. I, I did those yeah. in wow. Hunchback with a salad strainer on my ass. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you get something to tell your kids about. Yes, I can. Um, I, well, let's go. See, just like we, <laughs> yeah, let's. We just started this thread, so I am still stunned by the fact that you did this character. Because yes. uh, no offense to Chumbucket, this is my favorite character. I thought. It was Stop so, it! I swear to God, he's barely in the I game. I got so excited. No, he's barely in. No, and I was so surprised because this is the first time I've watched it all the way through, and I'm like, he was, I'm barely in the game. No, he's I love Stangum. I thought he was great. They he's changed. A, I will tell you an. It, they changed no, the script. Yeah, quite well, a bit. Well, but, because I thought yeah. he was a much larger piece of the story. He's a huge part of the story. What are you guys talking about? You go I'm first, and then I'll and then I'll come back with the the whole audition story and everything. Yeah, I want to hear all this. Let's just agree to do like a super long episode today. Because okay. I got so much to say and ask. Um, so Stank Gum, basically, is this like, this is the sword guy, right? This is the dagger guy. So yeah, cool. The, which, by so the way, cool. his sword play yeah. was awesome. It's I was so there good. Oh, Yuri's set, was? On, on set. Yuri, and you're he's, a monster. he's grabbing it. these fake swords they gave him. Yeah. And he's doing this sword swinging thing. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> it was damn the one move I knew so, how to do. Yeah. yeah. But it looked great. He awesome. is this. The I think the the design is incredible. Go Google the, what the character looks like. It's oh, just like he's... face fucked up, skin missing, mohawked, well, pay, half Joker character. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. and yeah. he's the, basically he is the the gatekeeper to this engine that Max has to beat in this race. He also has this concubine who is the main female character. So he's the obstacle because for most of the game you think that uh, Scrotus is dead. Right. Um, and so Stankum is the de facto main right because villain. he was he was yes. yeah Scrotus's right hand man. Right? Yeah, he's the that, main yeah. he's the main villain until you realize at the end Scrotus shows up again. Yeah. So I'm I just thought this like devil may care Joker character was so fun and he's got two swords he swings around in both hands and I chops people up. It's great. I, the one of the things that um, was in the original design when they when they showed the picture at the, at the audition when they had this this design, his uh, his lip was was totally all like up. It was, yeah, you know, it was, it was, like it was deformed. It was like a hair lip. Degree. Yeah. Like it was a hair nose. And, hair nose. and, the, and uh, to her credit, uh, Chris Zimmerman, who directed um, a lot of the acting in the game, she was at the, and we, we've known each other for a while, and she, was, she said, um, she said, would you, would you consider doing a, you know, 
putting something there to me. And I, I went in, and I grabbed a big wad of toilet paper yeah. and did the audition um, with it shoved up under my lip. Wow. And it affected my speech. He pulled a Brando. He brandoed I pulled, it. I brandoed it. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I did too on this game, so I can't I, wait sure, to tell right, you right. the story. <laughs> this is so great. There's a, there's a connection here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and, and I ended up booking it. And she said, you were the only actor who, who did it. Who shoved and it up? The only who, who, one? Yeah, yeah the only one who... That's surprising to Dude, me. I shove anything now, up there, they asked. Right. Okay. Yeah. Saying. Well, let's just say, that's, that's, like that's, that's my usual. So, that's so usual. let me be honest. Right. So I will get the part if I shove this I up shove there. shove this up Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I've got it. Okay, let's do the lines. <laughs> but she, she, she insisted then, of course, um, you know, much to, to my joy, that whenever we were doing the character, whether it was a, a VO session mm -hmm. or a performance capture, that I maintain that. It's like, great. Yeah. And then they changed the design of the face, and in the end, he doesn't... The final design doesn't, doesn't have, have that. the actual physical have reason the, for the sound, right? Yeah. Which luckily, as I was listening, I was listening for it last night uh, when I was watching it through, and it doesn't come across very strongly anyway. So I don't I think if you didn't know that, I, I can hear the wet you, tissues. Okay, you can hear the wet tissues. <laughs> as a layman, I anyway, didn't, I didn't I even know it. that it was supposed to have a thing. It's just such but, a voice. I, it's a voice I haven't heard you uh, do before. So yeah, it's it's sort of a shrill. Uh, I I clocked you hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, that's right. We haven't talked. We haven't talked uh, about Rogue One. Listeners, uh, Yuri's also uh, brief, in Rogue you know, One. Because a Star Wars story. If you've been listening to Wait, this, uh, the movie, the the movie, uh, in, in but just audio in an audio sense. But Rogue yes. One, a Star Wars story. Wait, what Rogue the One, a Star Wars story. Flip? Yeah, he's you a, did ADR. All sorts of stories for yeah, this. We I was part of a loop group. But I, um, I made a dream dream come true. And How I didn't clock did you in the make it in that loop group? Luck. It was luck. Okay. Yeah, I know. But remember I talked about shoving things earlier. I, uh, well, I'll, I'll make sure that next time you know exactly where to shove that thing. <laughs> wow, that would be great. Yeah, um, I always thought that the homoeroticism would decrease when we had guests on the show, but it no, only goes up. no, it just amps it up. You're gonna have it's a problem. Three dudes in a nine by twelve room with all the windows like closed and curtained, yeah. and there's video games and and posters. you have your dick strapped to your leg and shoved <laughs> right, in my and you're shoved in your shoe. You know and and. But if you've been if you've been listening to this podcast and if you're here at episode fifty one. Um, you have you, you didn't just walk right into this episode. Um, if you did, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but you know that that uh, that uh, Travis and I have this this abject hatred for uh, for the Force Awakens, uh -huh. but we have not talked about Rogue One since we saw it. It was yeah. good separately. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. What, so what? I, you know so much more than I thought I was gonna. And then I saw it a second time. Yep. And I was gonna I was ready to sort of pick it apart. I'm like, well, I sort of liked it the first time, but. You know, but and I liked it more mm -hmm. the second time. It actually held together better the second time than the first time. Um, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with you. You're right. You know. Okay. You know, okay, okay. I just okay. want to be the voice of reason because just because I'm okay. so hungry yeah. for stories about the game. Yeah. But if we want, if if listeners want, tweet at us. We'll do a Star Wars Rogue One yes. <laughs> episode, that episode of the Mad Max Save podcast. Save that for another episode because I'll be sitting here the whole episode going, "Wait, how did you get in that loop group?" Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Literally the yeah. entire time. I have things to yep. say about Rogue One, but I do not want to get derailed. So, okay. so okay. video game stories. So, uh, yes. As as much as you guys want to tell, I'm, so, yeah. I'm well, I'll talk about my audition so, so do you do our yeah, audition experience? Yeah. So they, they when I saw the sides for Chum Bucket. You you see the hunchback, you see the physicality, the broken face, and all that stuff. But yeah, his eyes are offset. <laughs> they're they're not <laughs> on the not same plane. No, he's not a good-looking guy. He's a bit of a wall-eyed fish, <laughs> this guy, right? And just shorter gills. And you 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 read the audition sides, and the lines are doing one thing, but they put in the description that he's higher energy, mm -hmm. that he's 
you know, a little unsure of himself, but that's just kind of how he is, but that doesn't stop his confidence Part level. Part of his charm. Um, and then they gave the strangest, uh, what do you call those things? They're like like a parallel or a, a, a template. Often when, in auditions, they'll say, we want him to kind of sound like, you know. Bradley Cooper. But not Bradley Cooper. Right. Brad, Bradley Cooper-esque. But yeah, Bradley right. Cooper-esque, but so they like say, Tom Hardy. Think, think <laughs> Ratso Rizzo from Midnight Cowboy. That's what the... Oh, my okay. God. Okay, so, so take that. Yeah. Take that in and think uh. of the game. And they said, it's, it's that type of character. And that type of relationship. In that it's, type it's of the relationship. handsome guy. And yeah. so as soon the... as I read that, I went, oh, shit. It's on. Because this, I get this dynamic now because of all the lines. And they, you know, they're like, he's quasi-religious about all this stuff. And he goes on and he has mm. this passion about the car and... All that's window dressing to the top, on top of you understanding the core dynamic between these two dudes. Yeah. So I go in to do the audition, and I, I, sometimes you never know in these auditions if they want you to do the physicality or they want you to what. And I walk in and I go, you know, Chris, I got to do them as a hunchback. I, I can't, I've got this character thing I'm doing. And I, I, they had the mic up like where you would normally yeah. put it. And I'm like, you made them lower. I, I'm not gonna be able to. You're not gonna be able to hear me. There yeah. was a camera, so uh -huh. they had to take all that and adjust all that because I did the physicality. And right. They're like, we can't even see him or hear him. This is not right. gonna work. Right. So they moved all that stuff down into where it was. It, it, there was a scene where we're laying up on the hill, and he's looking through the long lookers down mm -hmm. at the camp, and yeah. Max is on his belly, and I'm on my belly, and I got on my my belly and like got up as a hunchback <laughs> and the whole thing. So literally. Uh, this audition that normally takes place, you know, yeah. standing, all took place practically on the floor or below three feet. Wow. And And I'm doing, I do my shtick, I do my thing. I do it once through, and they're just like, okay, holy shit, all right. Chris puts, pushes the button, and she goes, now make him a little more crazy. <laughs> and you know how Chris, right, how yeah. she is. Yeah, yeah. And, and make him a little less sure of himself. So what that began to introduce was a little bit of the stammering uh -huh. that he does uh -huh. yeah. and a little bit of the crazy manic mm -hmm. stuff, right? Which mm -hmm. Rats or Rizzo from Midnight Cowboy doesn't have too much of a crazy manic or a stutter yeah. in there. Um, and then the voice, I did kind of have, her. I did kind of have this thing already going. Um, but those two notes that she gave me added more of the... I would say his sort of frenetic likability, mm -hmm. right, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, to, to it. Um, and then, you know, when I got done, they put the mic stand back up and the camera back <laughs> up. And they, they were like, thanks, we'll call you. You know how it is. Yeah. And then they told me that I got it. Um, I was just blown away. I, I never thought for a second I'd get to be in a Mad Max anything. Yes. Because so, I yeah. love Mad Max so yeah. much. Same. Like growing up, I just loved the world. Uh, and... I, I was floored. I it, never thought for a million years they'd want me to play Chum Bucket or what the whole story was. Yeah. yeah. And I was. And I've floored. never been prouder of my work on that game than last night when I finally watched the story. Mm. To And by my work, I mean not specifically my work, but being involved with this project because I never knew how close it came to the world, whether it was good, whether they told a good story, yes. because I was, you know, involved just tangentially in certain parts. So it, it well, wasn't like a constant. You only the parts you're in. Yeah, right, so. exactly. Do, yeah. 
remedial remedial question. Does the motion cap and voice usually come from the same actor in no. the video games? It all depends. Um, recently more. Recently but, yeah. more. I would say since since Uncharted, a lot more. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I remember doing Uncharted: Golden Abyss. It was one of the. But you you did the your the motion capture first for um, Stank Gum also. Right. Yeah. Interesting. On this game. Okay. Other than Max, and it was going to be Max as well. Right. Everybody who did mocap, that's their voice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's rare. That's pretty Ish. rare. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it happens more now. It, it, it does. It does now. happen more now. Um, yeah. I, I, just so I don't forget this, there's, there's something else I wanted to say about the game, just from a non-inside baseball mm. thing, but from a Mad Max Fury Road perspective, mm. is that one of the things that Yuri and I, I think, both love the most about Mad Max, and I assume that you may as well, is this sort of loose merging of grand mythic gritty storytelling mm. with a with a soft mythology storytelling. Yes. Um, and there's there's everything's very grounded and gritty, and everyone all the punches land. But also there's things that are a little magical sometimes mm -hmm. in the in the film. Sure. Which we love. You sure. know, and, and, and just enough. It's just enough hint. The one the one actual magical thing that happens in the film is Max has a premonition that saves his life in the right. film when this, yeah. he puts his hand up with the girl, shoots mm -hmm. the um the, the dark bolt. Yeah, or the, yes. yeah. It's it's a it's an actual since we parse it out and look look at it so closely, it's an actual premonition that saves his life. That's right. magic. That's straight up magic, right? Yeah, sure. Um and in, in, in used perfectly. It's sprinkled in a way that you think, Oh, what? But it's not well, too much. Because magic. he has visions yeah. generally. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so the ability for him to discern what's a mad vision mm. and what's a premonition. Yeah. Right? A premonition right. is just a useful mad vision. But, right. right. But, the, yeah. but the fact that any of them could be externally true or have validity in the external world. In the real world, world at yeah. all. It's crazy. It's right. a crazy idea. And right. I love that they did it. The video game leans so hard into the mythology, the religion of, mm -hmm. the, of the V8 and the cars yeah. in a way that the movie doesn't have time to do. Yeah. It's very pleasurable because the yeah. balance, mm -hmm. say, say the movie is 95 five percent if, mm -hmm. if it's that sure. mix sure. the video game's like 80 20 almost right yeah. there's lots of and well, your character specifically yeah your dialogue is, is the reason why is because you are the action in the video game mm. right because right. in the movie the action takes place in the story right mm -hmm. but in a video game you're playing the action yeah. in a way Do you yeah. know what i mean yeah, you yeah. have to drive so, a story in a completely different so way when, it when, you, when it's a, a game cinematic, versus the movie. Yeah. when it gets to a cinematic the action can stop Right. In a way that it does allow you to now tell a piece of the story that in a movie you may think you don't have quite the time for because in a, as Max yeah. is, it's always a bowling ball rolling downhill. Right. Yeah. Right. So you can't stop the bowling ball in order to mm -hmm. tell this mythological story. Right. So in in the game, you enjoy the moment where uh, they wrote this stuff for me that. If if you read the dialogue, you're like, what the hell yeah. is this yeah. stuff? And it goes on for page after page. The very first day I ever, well, it wasn't the first day. It was like the second day I went in to do mocap. It was the scene where we go into the ship, the container, where Liam's character, mm -hmm. which is the old sailor guy. Yeah, who, yeah, with you know, the beard. What's and his the, name? Yeah. I can't remember the name of the... A gut gash. Gut gash. We go into gut gash, and I'm the... The count of the carburetor, he calls me. Yeah. Right? That scene, when we pull in there, I'm terrified. And I start saying this prayer. Mm-hmm. I remember. Right? There's yeah. this mm -hmm. prayer that I say. Yeah. When I got there that day, there was only one scene that I had gotten the pages for, the dialogue. And that scene was the one with the, the V8, where it was like, you know... We're gonna get the V8. Ha ha! The big chief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That one. It was the only scene I got the dialogue for. 
we're reading through it, we're rehearsing, we do that scene, we're done. I'm like, okay, well, thank you guys. It has been a great day. We'll see yeah. you tomorrow or yeah. whatever. And they go, oh, no, wait, we got two more scenes left. Oh, no. I go, what was that? Oh, no. So they oh, hand no. me the pages of this quasi-religious monologue that I have yeah, to do. Yeah, it's like Shakespeare. It's like, it, I it's mean, it's... It's literally yeah. was like two and a half pages of craziness. Oh, and I go, and they're like, yeah. We're, I said, what scene is next? They're all this one. So I go, okay, excuse me. I go out back. I go out back and I go around the corner. And the next door is that furniture shop. There's yeah. like a furniture shop next door down there, Marina yeah. Del Rey. Yeah. And I'm outside the building, dressed in mocap with a salad strand around my back going, uh, by, the, by the press of leather crankshaft and the beer and the like, And I'm literally going through this thing like mad. Because right. I literally have to perform it and be off book in, yeah. in, in five that's, minutes. Yeah, that, that's the thing with, with performance capture versus just doing the VO in a booth. When you're doing the, you don't have to memorize anything when you're in the booth because you've just in got the script, script in front of you. Yeah. Right. When you're doing performance capture, they need to capture it as if it were you're, right. you're watching a movie now, you, or a you play. You could have dialogue wow. somewhere. So that's what I said. I did Brando it a little bit because I to. took the script and I, I taped it inside the car just in case right. I got lost. Yeah. And to this day, I do not remember staring at that script once. I was wow. literally so fucking happy to be nuts there. <laughs> and in the moment and just scared out of my mind and chanting this prayer thing. I think we did three takes. And I, I, although I taped it there, I don't remember looking at it. Like once I was just like spewing yeah. this insanity. And, it, and it, it was like that very often. I would come in and read Odd's words and it was lyrical, Shakespearean, quasi-religious stuff. Yeah. It was beautiful. And part and parcel beautiful. of the universe. It never yeah. felt it, it never, outside of the film. Oh, yeah. It never either. broke the laws in an interesting, no, 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 no. amazing very way. Grounded. It never broke the yeah, laws yeah. of the of the film yeah. universe. I mean, hearing yeah. how it was made, it's even more surprising that, there, that, that the linguistic sort of specificity is so precise in the game because it's oh, not yeah. an easy thing to, to match necessarily no. dialogue-wise. He worked very hard on this and yeah. there were times when he came to me and we talked about it and he said, do you think that this is um, uh, the right word for that? And I'm like, yeah. What exactly are you trying to impart here? And he would, he would, he would agonize over whether a word was anachronistic mm -hmm. in the wrong way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because they mm -hmm. do understand cars and parts and things like that, but they it can't really reference too much modern stuff. Like there was a right. time um, when I'm staring at the plan for the magnum opus, I say, um, with a whammy turbo high dog, right? I say, a whammy turbo high dog. And he didn't want to say a whammy turbo hydra because it's an actual thing. Yeah. For example, right. turbo yeah. hydra is an actual thing wow. that exists. And I'm sure a company owns the trademark to or sure. whatever. But he was careful to twist the words right. that it could have evolved into that's what they call which, it now. Which, which is, is so brilliant. much of yeah, which smart. Which is just crazy yeah. when yeah. you think yeah. about that. He had to constantly evolve the language into a place that would seem natural 
in this world. Yeah. yeah. And he did it agonizingly. And again, as a writer, and, 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 and it's not I, I, an English amazing. speak. Not an English as his first no, language. He's a speaker. Swedish guy. That's crazy. He's, he's a Swedish so guy. Because knowing which direction and which words yeah. and how much to mess up Brilliant. the words. There's Brilliant. a lot of made up yeah. words in this game. Yeah. In a way that, in the yeah. same as the film, right? Yeah. Uh, we, but knowing how to do that, I was watching, there's a couple words. I wish I had, had remembered them for this podcast, but there's some words that are so specifically messed up, they're beautiful. Like they're beautiful mistakes. for. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Holler balloons. Yeah. Right. There's... There was one that started with, started with an M that was such a specific fuck up word. And I speaking, loved it. <laughs> speaking of M words, I just realized why I, how I know that this game had to have come out before the movie. Mm. Or no, because I would have recorded before regardless. But Stankum, at one point when you're fighting him yeah. in the end, says mediocre. Yeah, I know. I saw I clocked that. Yes. Out. But I knew and that I, was you, yeah. you fucking asshole. I love it. He's like, you know you're my friend, but you're a dick. Because I'm for so not excited. Me. Yeah. I mean I feel like I got punked on this podcast yeah, by you telling me that you know, it's, it's, it's a shrieky it's, guy. He's a shrieky It's so yeah, funny he's a a shrieky guy. Guy. Yeah. To, to, hear, to see your face. You're so happy that you punked him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, 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 the, it's the biggest compliment in the world. It's punk. fabulous. Back I did the, love that character. The, 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 the premonition and the hallucination too. stuff. Um, uh, you know, there is that character, that shaman character that he goes to that blows the dust into his face. Yes. Um, who is carrying his little house on his back, like all the uh-huh. um, the, the, yes. the, the wretched um, yes. around the base of uh, the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they clearly had some design that they had to That's have... what I really want to know, and I wish we would have <sighs> asked him known this yeah. before this podcast, but, but the design elements are... Matt, you know how crazy, this is for the listeners, how crazy the design elements are in Mad Max, not precise and specific, and we know having talked to a bunch of the designers mm-hmm. now that there's a lot of agonizing and slave, slaving over these designs. Imagine if if those are a 10, the game's like a 13 or 14. The characters are crazier. There's guys with metal shards shoved through their face. There's like skin mm-hmm. burnt off. The, the the deficits and defects are larger in the yeah. game um, in a way that's really pleasing to me. Like I yeah, really yeah. like seeing well, the design it, of those characters. You can get away with that in CG, I yeah, imagine. Right. Sure. W- easier than rigging up a human That's 10 face hours of makeup. And then getting yeah. the person to, you know, do all those things with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, des- the design of Scrotus's car, wow. his, his rig, yeah. was totally in line with... A hundred percent. Different enough, well, dude, but still. You, you, there's pages <laughs> in this book, you're like, oh, that's, that's like yeah. Scrotus's rig almost, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. that's how they build. It's like a way, a yeah. method. And, building, and Scrotus's you know? costume is, as you call it, costume. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I don't want to be well, uncool here, well, but it's so specific, and it had to have come out of the comic book, I assume. Yeah, and, and here's and here's the uh, one of the so. things that I remember. If the other Trav, Travis Willingham, were were here, who played uh, Scrotus. Scrotus. Yeah, um, he played Scrotus. Yeah, you know Travis Willingham. Yeah. Travis Willingham. Oh well, wait, I think great. it was a different voice though. Wasn't it that Trav you know, you did know the what? physicality you know what? and they did get Here's someone the thing. else in to In the do beginning the when I was watching the thing last night, it didn't yes. sound like Travis in the beginning, but it sounded like him in the end. Right. I, I remember so I Chris know. telling me that Trav was just doing the body capture okay. for that and that they had someone else for the voice and I don't know if they held that up. Scrotus's character has, he walks out, he, as a matter of fact, the first, one of the first things you see when he's walking out, he has this cod piece yeah. that is this horn. It's a rhino horn. It's right. a, rhino it's a rhino horn rhino coming horn. out of his junk. Yeah. And... Often, you don't have to have you know, a full costume when you're doing performance capture because it's all going to be created later. But occasionally they will create accents for you so that you move right. 
Right. Um, so, or that so you, that you so take that you into account the, that you don't dr- put your rhino horn through somebody else right. by accident. Right. right. So you know right. you've got right. that. So they gave him when he first walked they out. They had he had this giant <laughs> copies and it lasted about ten seconds because nobody <laughs> could do it with him. Could do it with him. No one could. And they just took it off. They're like, you know, we'll fine. We'll just make. We'll just make because sure that you. Travis is yeah. hilarious anyway. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if to to be in a scene with him with that that rhino cock on. Yeah. You you couldn't. How tall is he? He's tall. tall. He's tall. Oh, that guy. Yeah, right, right. yeah. He's like six and a half feet tall. Yeah. I mean, Scrotus is twelve feet tall, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So big. Yeah. Um, um, that's crazy. They've, so, they've got it. They've got. Sorry. I was going to give a plot detail, but go on. Um, I, I'm just every when things come up, and I'm like, oh, and this and that. Um, they've got a, a Thunderdome scenario. Yep. They've got a, the Murder Dome. It's mm-hmm. all. In, so much of it takes place in Gastown, which yep. you never get to see. Mm-hmm. Um, in in yeah. Fury Gastown Road. Gastown looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's another. There's a fort area. Where in they have a guy in Gastown. Who's from the bullet farm. Who's, right. Um, there's a, you're fighting these guys. It's a, it's a mechanic, which is why they had to have talked about things like the Doof Warrior. Okay. Yes. Because there's a guy who, <laughs> who is, is suspended above the melee and he's banging on things and, 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 and basically whipping up the, he's you have to destroy is, him yeah, to, yeah. to get them to calm down. I'm yeah. like, it's, it's the Doof Warrior, yeah. but that Stable. forts Doof Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a. Do you know in the <laughs> Lighty Boy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I played Lighty Boy. No way. Really? Yeah. I just guys, thought I'd throw that at the table. This is crazy. You mean the Lighty Boy, the guy who calls him Lighty Boy, who no, has no, the lights the actual on? Character? I played the guy who would the super feminine guy who oh, who, who would crank the forward and cranks the thing i, I love, love it because I because he kept it. looking at you and you yeah. know, and you'd be like oh yeah, yeah. Hey, crank i played it's, that's the, the, so i mean funny. he was mute he didn't say anything right but you but did the, I did the physicality. and that's another thing that happens a lot on performance capture stages is <laughs> I, and you'll I think play you the characters the they have know this except so for well, and and all our eight viewers or our eight listeners yeah um that, you know, that happens a lot on performance capture stages. Come here, lighty boy, it's, whatever he says. And yeah, I'm like... You're like the gimp. Yeah, I'm yeah, like the yeah. sort of saucy, scared gimp. Yeah, <laughs> I played lighty boy. They, they were like, you know, we need to have somebody for lighty boy, whatever, go, I got this. Yeah, Because yeah. I've been doing Hunchback for like a while. Right, you're like, can I'm I just like, fucking stand up? Well, for time out. <laughs> yeah. Let me do I this. I got something, I got something. They're like, okay, whatever. And then we just ran through the scene once with me doing all that sort of just playing off him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> they left it all in there. That's great. Um, Plot-wise, real quick. Um, so yeah. I didn't, I, I guess I knew this passively, but I, I haven't played a lot of video games. There's a really, I think, engaging narrative cinematic story going on. Um, and some of the plot twists, and, and I, I clock what you're saying, that there's like, not, it's not plot-driven necessarily, but there's some plot twist, twist that got me excited or surprised me. The, the well, movie, there's more of that there than there is in a movie. Yeah, there's what lots I'm of stuff yeah. in the game. Yeah. I didn't want to like go through all of it because it's a there's way more. It's a two-hour yeah. YouTube clip you watch, yeah. and it's all. <laughs> I would story highly driven. recommend that if you're not a gamer and you're not going to play it, but you love Fury Road, if you want like deleted scenes from Fury yeah. Road, you know, play through. You know what would be super cool is if they they went through because it's still another if, two hours. If they yeah. went through, I, I, I wonder if somebody could should pitch this to George Miller, you know, just as a side thing and say. Would you take the cutscenes from the game, render them at the highest resolution possible, take them into the uncanny valley, yeah. and just give this to computer guys and edit this into a movie? It's great. Yeah. Wouldn't that make? Wouldn't that be the coolest? Some of it already shit? looks so good. It, 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 does. it does. But do you know what I mean? That if they took it, 
yeah. and made it just that much more realistic with today's technology, which is a light years ahead of last year's technology, yeah. this is light years ahead of the years before, and made this into a movie. How cool that would be. I loved it. I mean, you'd sit down in the theater, you'd enjoy the shit out of it. I basically did yeah. that. I made popcorn and watched a movie last night, only yeah. it was a video game interstitial. Well, I kept, right. th here's the thing. I kept thinking I was going to watch about 15 minutes of yeah, it. I kept trying to stop And then too. we would, and then we would, it's another reason I didn't call you right away. It's, I just, I kept thinking I was going to stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they, they, but the story is great. I mean, it's written, and, I start and, out in the story, going to kill this dog. Yeah. And Max does something incredibly human. He's not going to let me kill the dog. Right, he saves him. the dog, like, which like, is the save the dog moment, which right? Is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? right, which is, you, but you think about this for a second, and what an odd place to really kind of there's so many to, odd choices to begin this whole journey well yeah is even, with this dog he's not gonna let me kill that's like, true so that's your character yeah. start yeah. and then one of the one of the plot hey, starts so max goes max gets his car gets his car stolen goes to get, get his car back and basically is this one-man band attacking this caravan of cars yeah. uh can't dislodge his car uh, from the back of the thing, climbs up, beats a bunch of dudes up, and then Scrotus comes over, and he's he's this gigantic Horus of a man, yeah. basically, yeah. carrying the staff, and on the end of the staff is this chainsaw, right. which is an awesome idea. Right. And they get in this fight, and... Because you, you can't know. cut down trees if you don't have the reach. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it's what I'm saying. It's yeah. Like, you know, clipper. I mean, some yeah. guys use the thing where you pull the lever to cut the branches, but he right. just yeah. put a chainsaw on the end. Because, you know, after the apocalypse, a lot of, the trees are a lot tougher, and they're a lot taller now. He's simply a practical man. Yeah. Oh, they That's also fine. have your uh, uh, what's the what's the Tina Turner line? Your scruff. Oh, scr yeah, your uh, raggedy man. Raggedy man. Raggedy yeah, that was another. Too. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So yeah. they fight. They, they fight. lifted that. Put that yeah. right in it's, there. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, it's like Easter eggs for Mad Max fans. Yeah. So uh, Max takes the thing and and basically in the opening of the game puts a chainsaw through the middle of Scrotus's head. Yeah. The guy you're told is the main bat the main villain of the game. I was like, wait, what the fuck is happening? This yeah. is like a crazy Jeez. plot twist. Just yeah, them. We're starting game. with the last scene. Yeah, we're yeah. starting with the, the, the slaughter in a crazy way. It puts a chainsaw in his head, you yeah. guys. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. It's such a cool thing. And when Scrotus comes back, allegedly from the dead, in an echo yeah. of a Morton Joe, it's a Morton Joe's mm -hmm. son. He's also immortal. It's this nice little thing happening yeah. there. But he's got like a head plug with like a, a, a sigil coming out of it, yeah. on the top of it. Yeah. And to finally kill him, Max has to pull has to the pull sigil out. Basically, out of pull the blade out. They had to sort of yeah. leave the blade. It's like, yeah. you know, sometimes when you when you get stabbed, yeah. you don't want to pull the blade out because yeah. that's when you get, you got to leave it in. Yeah, yeah. So he made it part of his head. It's yeah. so part and parcel of the world. Yeah. They, don't, like, they, don't, they, they fix everything in clever ways. They make something out of it. It's a yeah. mistake. It's a, it, you've got a blade in your head. Sure. We'll make it beautiful. It'll be a beautiful blade in your head. It's going to be nice. Oh, are you kidding me? No, we're going to put jewelry on that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. You'll be yeah. a hit at parties. But, great. But for those people who are listening right now who are gamers and who do want to oh. um, talk about uh, briefly the, the gameplay, because the, you know, the two hours is only a part of the experience. Yeah. Um, I would like to call on our, our second special guest of the day. Oh, do we have a gamer? Ian, are you there? Yeah, you dirty skags, how you going? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. You dirty skags, fan how you Fan favorite, going? and by fan I mean Travis and I are his biggest fans. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Ian, welcome Ian Tavner back to the show. Thanks, guys. Six months later and you've interviewed so many people. Right, well, this it's all been lead up to your second interview. We've been prepping <laughs> and practicing on people like Mark Sexton and Brendan McCarthy. McCarthy. But right. now we have the real juice. We got the Ian Tavner. You're, you're the piece de resistance. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I've wait, been told I'm very resistible. <laughs> uh, Ian, I, you may know this already, but I learned something on this podcast about my co-host 
that I'd like him to share with you. You may already know this, but I want Yuri to tell you. Um, Ian, are, are you aware that I that I worked on the game? Yes, I know. You're stink up. Travis did not know, so it was a big surprise when we started talking about you the game. You should have seen his face. Ian, if you ever want up me again on my own podcast, I swear to God. You're done. We're done. What are you going to do? Voice at me? <laughs> I might. <laughs> or in five years when I'm in Australia. And you close the laptop lid. That's, uh, so we have another, so, another guest for you here. Yeah, we have, we have another see. guest that the, the rest of the listeners... Well, um, let's see if he it, can guess. Okay, yeah. Well, here. Let's, it, okay. here we'll okay. introduce you to this guest. Sure. All right. I, I'm just curious if you can guess just right off the bat who... Wait, by this voice? Who I am. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Okay. Oh, you're the voice of Chum Bucket? <laughs> Ian, holy, you're an asshole. Ian, Seriously? What, Ian, how'd that happen? I'm how curious. did that even... It doesn't sound anything like... That sounds like stank gum, though. Yeah. Oh, that, that's... Yeah, once I get up in that in that register. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how... Yeah, how did, I recognize the tones of the voice. That is amazing. Because I... Wow, that sound anything Ian, like you are purposefully <laughs> pitching down my voice and doing... The, you know, the antithesis of Chum Bucket. Uh, so you've got the squeaky bits at the top of your range that I can recognize. Oh, you're, you're actually really amazing. That's really amazing talent. I feel like you've played this game too much. Hold on, Ian, I feel like you've played the game uh, too much. <laughs> too much. Uh, say, you need to take a fucking break. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Back. <laughs> oh, crazy! That, you know, was, but that, that's, was that closer? <laughs> I'll tell you. That's why we wanted to have you back on, Ian. Wow, because, he's, that's amazing. Because we wanted to talk about the game, and we have been talking about it um, for this last little bit with uh, with Jason and and, and, and Travis. Yeah. Um, uh, you know about like story elements and so on. But right. none of us have played, have actually played played the game. We we watched all the cinematics. We watched them straight through. It's amazing. All of the. I, I think both Travis and I, in particular, were surprised at how closely it sticks to the Fury Road universe and how it is a companion piece um, in in so many ways. Um, but but we don't know much about the gameplay, and we were wondering if you would be willing to talk about as a gamer, as somebody who has played through it, um, obviously far too many times, clearly to recognize, <laughs> to recognize my, my voice. I'm on my first and a half playthrough. Wow. I, I know that uh, I know that it the, the game came out to mixed reviews as far as gameplay is concerned. Yeah. Wh where do you where do you think why do you think the the mixed reviews? What's what what was your experience in playing the game? Well, okay, uh, so you basically get a game basically releasing right on the top of Fury Road, pretty much at the time. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going, oh, there hasn't been a game since pretty much what the late '80s when it was on. There's a Road Warrior game for the Nintendo system. That's how long it's been between Mad Max games. I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's, I, no one, you, you, you wouldn't even remember. Yeah, clearly it's, it was not a crazy. Good game. Yeah. Uh, and there was going to be a game in 2001 that George Miller was working on that was going to be made by an Australian company, but that fell through for various reasons. And that promised to be really, really interesting and really dark. So, you know, we finally hear about, great, Avalanche is doing this game, you know, there's been all this development going on and stuff, so it's like, oh, this is exciting, we finally get to be Mad Max and we get to do the thing. Um, so you get to the game and it looks stunning. It, it's amazing, it's, it's beautiful, it's desert, it's very much what you sort of think. Um, and... Ah, uh, see, this is where I'm going to drop you in a bit, Jason, but apologies. Yeah. I'm going to say that ahead of time. Um, 
So you get through the opening cinematic and you see Mac get beat up and all this sort of stuff and you get the dog and you meet Chum for the first time. Mm. And from an immersion point of view, because it's so Australiana, it's so iconically Australian, you get this moment where you come up to Chum for the first time and he starts talking about the dog. Mm-hmm. Now, in Road Warrior and the way it's all spoken in Australian, the pronunciation of the dog is Dinky Die. Oh, okay, so 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 Dinky yeah. D to Dinky Die. Yeah, Dinky D is like. <laughs> thank you for playing. I listen. I wow. I I expected you to get uh, minutia driven at some point. <laughs> Wow. I didn't know you'd, didn't know you'd open with minutia, Ian. That feels like a bold, you know, a bold minutia-driven swing. This, this is very interesting because, from an acting standpoint, I asked them. I asked them. I said, "How do you want this pronounced or done?" And they were, I, I said, "What do you want me to do here?" And they said, "You know, make it your own. Do your own thing. Whatever Chumbucket's gonna do." And I'm like, "Okay, Kitty." Like it, it was like the weirdest moment. It for does me. make sense because, for the character. That sounds because better to my ear. He, he's um. It, it's weird because it's he says it in a way that is just very but, chum, but, and but, I can but see also exactly game, what he's saying. I mean, the, it's but, it's not the way that it's said. But the, and the, but in the, the game. Universe, <laughs> we've talked about this a little bit at the beginning of this episode, and that the flushes game, all the gamers down the toilet. At least the ones from Australia. They're like, well, out. Well, and That's I'll tell crazy. you, I mean, clearly you, you had established that, that this crazy. game had chosen to not be, to not do an Australian dialect for anyone. Well, and then when they came down on the Max character, they changed the Max character. That was the but other nobody, thing. But I mean, there are like two maybe other characters right. who speak with an Australian dialect. Yeah, did you know about I that? Asked, did they recorded I, it with an American accent first? Yeah, uh, they did a private screening for a bunch of Australian gaming journalists, uh, I think the year before it released, and it had an American voice actor, and the Australian journalists just lost it. They just went, Yeah, he's not Australian. I I just shared that story. He's like, they lost it. Yeah, I shared that story with all of them, that I was on the game. I did the game with Brian for a year, year and a half, did all the cinematics, did all the scenes. And we all talked about it. We were like, you don't want it to be Australian? They're all, no, we don't want it to be Australian. Like, they were very sort of nonchalant with that approach. And we're all like, okay, that's fine. My voice is actually very weird and strange. It, it doesn't quite have an American I mean, it, it does have an American accent, but it's not... How do I say this? John Bucket's voice is very is just different. There are people in the game that are kind of just using their own voice. Mm-hmm. And you... You, you know that it has to be Australian. I mean, if you, you just if you if you are part of of a Mad Max fandom, and when they lost their crap and they replaced all of they they redid all of Brian's lines with Bryn, uh, I had to come in and we did this whole thing. And I asked them point blank then too. I said, "Are we going to redo Chum Bucket?" And they looked at me and they said, "No, we love Chum just the way he is. He's just this character who's." A wingnut, and he's in this world, and how we came by him, or how he is who he is. The writer, who was brilliant, Odd, the guy who wrote this story, all the dialogue and all the stuff he says, brilliant writer. He he said, nope, we're leaving Chumbucket the way. So he is. weird. I know. It's an interesting choice. I mean, when when you look at it, I mean, when you look at the the development strange. of the game, um, they said when they went scattered locations for uh, when they were trying to find yeah you know, aesthetics and trying to make the world look the way it did. They went to Costa Rica. Why? For visuals. For what? 
because they wanted that exotic feel. No, you know what they wanted? They wanted a vacation to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah. I know how that works. I was just going to say, I think that was a production line idea. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Probably. So, but it, 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 it's, that's the weird thing to me because when you grow up with something like I have and a lot of Mad Max fans in Australia have, you look for things that remind you of that movie a lot. And you get to certain points of the game, like near Gastown particularly, I remember getting to a point and there's like this highway and there are these telegraph poles and all sort of stuff. And for a moment I went, oh, this looks fantastic. And as soon as I crested a hill in the game, I saw maces in the distance, like the American desert. And I went, that's nothing like we yeah, have interesting. at all. Interesting. Wow. I've, so, I've never heard the, an Australian give their opinion. I've mm -hmm. read some mm -hmm. here and there. But again, like I said, I don't, I, I mean, I don't, keep up on the reviews of stuff like that. Once yeah. I do a piece, I'm not really much in control yeah. after that. It's so interesting to hear your opinion because, and here's the biggest reason, there wasn't an Australian in the room ever <laughs> making those decisions, yeah. ever on set or anywhere else. And I, I honestly think if you're going to take a piece of a culture, an iconic one, an iconic story, and tell it, you should have somebody to reference. I mean, Absolutely. Skype is only a phone call away. Uh, you know, you I mean, we had a guy from France, we had a guy from Sorry. Sweden, we had a guy, I mean, we had people from all over the planet, not from Australia. Very interesting. Well, you guys said the, have you talked to Mark Sexton about this at all? No. No, no, we haven't. We may have to go back know? and do it. So, but if you have a Mark yeah. Sexton story about this, tell it. Well, yeah, well, when I met him a couple of years ago, he hadn't played the game either. In fact, no one from Kennedy Miller Mitchell had even seen the game. So I was talking to him about it, and he said, "Oh yeah, I did up a bunch of the concept art. I did Gas Town. I said some of the some of the War Boys. I concept I concepted uh, Scrotus as well." Et cetera, that makes et a lot of sense. All of a sudden, thank you, because I wasn't oh. sure if he was involved. The production yeah. design is so similar to a point. So he said, apparently, they got to a point when uh, during the production of the film, because it was being done with Warner Brothers uh, production game video game production house. They got to a certain point with the, with the movie where Warner Brothers got really jittery about the whole production of the movie. And he basically said, at that point, uh, Kennedy Miller Mitchell's involvement with the game was pulled away from them. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. And so apparently Avalanche, they, they farmed it out to Avalanche LA, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, and basically it just sort of developed independently from that point on. That's actually so, better to me. I appreciate you know, that more. There are yeah. seeds all planted yeah. for yeah. this world. And then it diverges. And then it diverges. Which is awesome, because you get to see how different people would sort of manifest those designs. The designs, I think, Ian, I, I, what I, just, I said, with the movies, it, it has the designs at a 10. The game's like a 13 or 14. Like Everything feels a little more hyper-real, a little more oh, amped up, which I like, personally. I think that's really cool. Yeah. The downside to that, though, is because they have those designs, you basically get... Warboys, and then you get a plethora of Warboy clones in different colors. Yeah. So they just repeat the same thing over and over again because they're not sure about how to develop something uniquely interesting. Mm -hmm. And that reflects in the gameplay as well because the whole point of the gameplay is um, you have these territories controlled by Scrotus and you basically weaken his influence in order to get where you need to go in the story. Mm -hmm. And basically it involves attacking these camps uh, with like boss characters in certain ones of them and you do that ad infinitum you basically yeah. rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and that's pretty much the whole game it falls into this very repetitive pattern 
-hmm. of doing the same thing over again. How long did it take you to play the game through the first time? Um, 60 hours, all told. 60? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive. But it also, as I understand it, the game has different things you can do with it. One is, yeah, playing through that narrative story. And then there's also just a a free-roaming... Element, oh, right? That's, that's that's a misnomer. That's a complete okay. misnomer. Okay. So, um, if you've, do you, how much of you guys have? How much have you read about the story or how it ends and such? We just watched. We, we the watched. Yeah. Cinematics. Yuri and I did. Yeah, we watched. Okay. Yeah, we well, watched so the you, two hours of cinematics back to back. Somebody sort of threaded them all together and, and watched it like a movie. Wearing a salad strainer on his back. <laughs> right. So that's where his, his yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I, I of course know how it ends. Right. Yeah. So you get to this point. You know, uh, chum. <laughs> dies with with the magnum opus oh crap and <laughs> and really oddly as a, as someone who's playing the game you've got this enormously powerful card that's better than the interceptor in a lot of ways and right at the end of the game you lose that card but you get the interceptor back yeah yeah but you think it's been destroyed at the very beginning it's like well that's yeah. weird yeah so you get the ending cinematic he drives off and it goes Congratulations! You now have um, you now have unlocked the classic Road Warrior Max outfit, and you've got the classic Interceptor. You are now in free roam mode, and it's like, well, I've just about done ninety five percent of everything there is to do on the map at this stage. Well, Ian, so I will I no will free- say that since Scrotus is in that car, it's literally Deus Ex Machina. He's yeah. in the machine. Wow! Yeah, he is. Thank yeah. you. So Very basically, nice. they're allowed to do whatever they want at that point, story wise, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's so empty at that point. It's really disappointing because um, you have, if you, I, I would recommend if you get any chances to do so, have a look at the actual game map they've provided for the game. Mm-hmm. And um, there are there are there, there there's this thing called the big nothing. So if you drive out into it in the game, uh, the game mechanic is it starts damaging you until the point that you die. So it's basically saying you can't go there. Okay. And it compromises nearly a third of the total game space for the game map. Ah, that's it. Cheap. Sounds like ah. they ran out of time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and possibly and possibly resources. I, I found a uh, what they call a trainer for the game, so I could basically hack the game and give myself unlimited health and stuff. And, and you can go, you can traverse that space after a while. Yeah, why are you a cheater? What are you cheating for? <laughs> Because that's what you do in the wasteland. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you Aussies are so tough. You Aussies are so tough. Overall, did you? Enjoy, I guess you were playing through it again. Would you say that that your enjoyment uh, or the reason for doing the game again is that it's a fun game? He's or that hoping that I'll pronounce Dinky Die right. <laughs> <laughs> Hint, he never does, Ian. Yeah, you, you can, can play it can, as can many times as you want, and Chum Bucket never goes, oh, are you leaking there, Dinky Die? Yeah, we'll record that as a ringtone, though. Yeah, I'll record it to you, Ian, so that you can play it, and it will make it will make it all better. <laughs> By the way, how how much of the game of the enjoyment for the second time around is Mad Max enjoyment versus gameplay enjoyment? I think it's Mad Max enjoyment. Uh, the first time I played through, I didn't have a particularly uh, powerful graphics card to look at all the shininess of the game. So, like, they have all these amazing effects. They have dust effects and 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 uh, sunlight rays and. Uh, if you drive through debris, it kicks up the debris, and there's dust you can actually watch wafting in front of your face. I didn't have that at the time. I have that now. So now I'm looking at it in the fullest experience of the way it was intended to be viewed. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, uh, I want to say I really appreciate you sharing your candid opinion about this game. Because all, all too often when some, I hear somebody's like, oh, you're Chumbucket. Oh, it was great. I, wa- I really lo- wa- 
treasure Mad Max. Even growing up in, in America, I loved The Road Warrior. I, I loved that movie. I, I enjoyed Mad Max, the first one. I enjoyed even Thunderdome. Like, I... You shut really, your filthy mouth. I, shut up. I, 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 I feel that it's important to me to have, you know, done a good job. And when I hear that there are things that they didn't get right, even though as an actor I was begging them for direction and asking, hey, you know, is this the way we should be going? Do you want me to do this with an Australian accent? Or is this the way you say that? Uh, and they paid a lot of attention to a lot of things very specifically. But it's interesting to see where they didn't. And it's just, and it's sad because they did spend a lot of time making certain choices for things and the stuff I remember them agonizing over from a writing perspective and stuff like that, you know, I want you to know, I think the care was there. I just think a lot of times they just misplaced it mm -hmm. because they didn't have a true Australian, like, advisor. I really think that's... Uh, yeah, amazing. I think that's the voice that's missing because I you agree. see that there's this, um, but there are moments where I, I, the one place that really struck me as being really Australian is when uh, Max goes to rescue uh, Glory the child. Yes. And he goes into that underground, it's basically a... Airport. It's an airport mall. And it's like, we have a major airport in Sydney. It's an international airport. And it's very reminiscent of that. So when you get out there in the game and you're driving around, it's all just sort of like, you know, mostly covered over. And then you see wreckage of planes sitting in the desert and stuff. And it's like... Yeah. Oh, that's evocative. That's really strong and, and, and a powerful sort of visual moment. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I know that, uh, you know, the, 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 the joy of playing a, a Mad Max game is, is a lot of the, the driving. We don't get a lot of the driving when we watch the cinematics. What percentage uh, was it, uh, you know, like driving combat versus, versus him running around and, you know, picking up spare parts? Oh, so much. It's yeah. like a good... 75% of the game. Okay. One of the strongest mechanics in the game is building the car. Yeah. Uh, and you I build it from the ground up. You you go, you bust yeah. into this place, you steal the chassis for the car. Then you get to select the body of the car that's going to sit on the chassis. Her beard is fishy, your body. <laughs> Shut up back there. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you get to design everything uh, from bull bars to spikes to decorative items to the suspension to how much nitrous there is, to if you want spikes on the wheels. It's ridiculous. It's it's more customization than Max gets as a character, yeah. which is very yeah. strange. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of it is you're driving from point A to point B to do things. Right. Um, and uh, the most exciting and probably the most iconic part of the game they got right was ironically nothing to do with the main part of the gameplay. It was incidental. What, what is it? So there are these um, roving patrols that they have in the areas. So like they say, here's this guy, he's the leader of this particular uh, war party or patrol or, or whatever you want to call it. And if you destroy him, it not only weakens Scrotus's control, but you get a special trophy for a result. So yeah, it's, it's sort of incentive-based to go and attack them. But he's protected by a bunch of vehicles. So it basically becomes this road chase where you're chasing the bad guys. And you're having to fend off all of the minions at the same time. So it's high octane. You've got to keep pursuing. You've got to keep damaging. So it's literally Mad Max at that moment. That's mm. cool. And you're pursuing them around the map, down through little canyons and twists and turns, trying to... And because it's a sort of a very interactive combat they worked out, um, like the war boys can literally jump from their cars onto your cars to attack you. Yeah. So you can shoot them with a shotgun and blow them off. 
That sounds pretty or cool. Smash them into another vehicle and kill them that way. How many uh, people do you think you virtually or digitally killed in your life, Ian? <laughs> Are we talking the entire span of all my gaming life? Yeah, your entire life. <laughs> Rough estimate. Oh, I'd be on Death Star levels for that one. Oh, <laughs> all of Alderaan. See, this is this is exactly yeah. why I wanted to have you come and visit uh, this episode, Ian, because uh, I needed somebody to provide me with the incentive to really want to play the game at this point. You've and done and, that. And, 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 and yeah, and you talking like that is Travis and I are nodding each other, going, "Okay, we weren't going to play the game, but I think now we have to yeah, play the gonna game." Yeah, we're going to play it now for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it, the, the the joy for if you will be designing the car. That's cool. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I actually, I have one more question, Ian. Um, I'll never sure. play it. I mispronounced that crap. You're out. <laughs> I'm so... I'm Jason never is, get past Jason is self-flagellating I've, since you said that. I've, he has a hair shirt on now. I'm He's beating no. himself in the face. It's weird. It's actually a hunchback. A hair hunchback. <laughs> a hair hunchback. <laughs> Ian, here's... No, the, the best way to quote that, then, if, if, you, if, we're telling, if we're telling him to leave, it's, you have to quote Humongous at that point. What? Just walk away. Oh. Yep. Just, Just walk, walk away. away. Yep. Just uh, walk away. Uh, you may not know the answer to this question, Ian, but it, it's just something that's been bugging me. Um, and you know Mark, so maybe... Uh, this is probably a Mark... It's definitely a Mark Sexton question. In the comic book, all the likenesses of all the characters are spot on. You can tell Riley Keough, and you can tell all the actors, you can tell Tom Hardy for a lot of it. In the flashback scenes to the first and second Mad Max films, it's not Mel Gibson, it's just a standard dude. Do you know if they couldn't get Mel Gibson's likeness rights? Uh, they actually, it actually seems to be more like the voice actor. They seem to have drawn upon his likeness. In the, comic, in the comic book? No, 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 that's a generic sort of guy. I that's don't what I'm saying, no, I'm saying specifically in the comic book, because oh. in the comic book, everyone looks exactly like their actor in the movie, mm. uh, and in previous things. The only person who doesn't look anything like the the, the person is, is the Mel Gibson Mad Max. That's a strange one. Um, yeah, all right. If you don't know that, that, I I think that's probably more of a Mark question, but I suspect it's because they didn't want to get trapped into having a specific Max be Mel or Tom. Yeah, okay. I think they wanted that sort of mythical sort of Max that just sort of exists in that story. Yeah, got it. Okay. And it applies to the game as well. Sorry for the diversion. He looks like Max in the armor, but he doesn't look like Max in the face at all. Yeah. Which is smart, I think. Well, thanks for thanks for 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 you know guesting on uh, for popping in to talk about uh, uh, gameplay. We really appreciate you uh, being available half the world away. The most um, special podcast ever. Ever. Yeah. Yes. Ever done. This is right. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here wearing my uh, "I Live, I Die, I Live Again" T-shirt. There you go. Game. You know, so. y- yesterday I was wearing I'm wearing my my uh, get get this my my uh, mother-in-law for Christmas <laughs> sent me a shirt. That says my life is fire. My world is fire and blood. Jesus. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Like, You're a new dad here. Right, right, <laughs> right. Hell. That's what you would cheer. Yeah, I, I know. That's, that's it's, it's amazing. It's funny. So, I like the fact that she gets you. Yeah. What well, yeah. I, I got I got the here's, here's I got the feeling that that she, she either gets me or she called my wife and said I have no idea what to and she's like well he likes Mad Max and then she's a she's Google a research hound yeah. she's a research yeah. hound so she went on and she found oh this is you know, nice it's yeah. my life it's is fire and blood, blood. Exactly. <laughs> let's get this for Yuri exactly <laughs> my mom got me a skirt of the codpiece Ian that I've been wearing incessantly 
Yeah. The giant rhino horn. The only problem is he's wearing it on his head right now. <laughs> is that how it goes? No, it's just... I saw your Codman head in Australia. He's, he's knocked over the beers twice. <laughs> this is I don't know. Yeah, you're not wearing Humongous' copies on your head. I, I, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, like Ian, you won't have to... It's not good. <laughs> Ian, you won't have to wait too long to, to, to hear this because uh, I have to get this out in time for tomorrow, so I'll be cutting this uh, awesome. uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Um, Fabulous. Thank you for, for joining us again. It is always a delight to hear your voice. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. It's really good to hear you and meet you, Jason. That's yeah, fantastic. Of course. And uh, thank you so much for coming on, taking your time. Appreciate it. Oh, same. Thanks, Excellent. Ian. All right. Thanks, yeah, Ian. Talk to you guys. soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye. That's Ian Tavner. Ian Tavner, ladies and gentlemen. I feel so bad. I feel Don't so guilty. Feel bad. No, but because Don't that is an bad. authentic actual reason not to enjoy this game, right? And when you think about it, they made it for a particular group of fans who love Mad Max. But, and but it had if, nothing to do with you. If the, you well, should not feel bad for this. Yeah, why do you guess, hate Australians is my follow-up yeah, question. Like, 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 why does Spizak hate everybody <laughs> yeah. in the Southern Hemisphere? What a jerk. Um, he's really got no respect for an entire His culture. His antipathy flows the opposite yeah. way on the Southern Hemisphere. It does. Apparently. It circles the drain backwards. Yes, it does. My antipathy. <laughs> for the Australian pronunciation of Dinky Dink. Oh, D. Oh, boo. And they shut the game off. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's like it's literally five minutes. Scene of it's, the, like, it's less than five minutes in. I wore it 120 seconds and mispronunciation. And Boo. out. Yeah. Uh, you it know, is funny though to this think was about. It's about to be a good game, but it sucks. Yeah. It's funny to think about what people cue into and yeah, need. Right? Because I'm the same it's way. Honest. He's honest they, about it. Oh, no, so this is me too. If I see, if I get, you're, you're the same way, but if you get a screenplay and the first two pages is a typo, I'm out. Yeah, I not, know. It's not, true. Not because I don't think people should make mistakes, but because that implies to me the rest of the script is not going to be meticulously thought yeah. through. Yeah. We don't no, have, I don't have I, typos in my scripts because I yeah. read them a thousand fucking times before I let someone else read them. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I get I, what he's saying. I, I, anyway. And for that to happen so early on and for me to have enjoyed creating this character and creating this story. And for it to take someone out of it so yep. quickly mm -hmm. um, is a real, how do I say this? It's an eye-opener. It does remind you that you're trying hard to tell a good story. And I'm always on the director and I'm on the writers and I'm making sure, you know how we are, we're trying yeah. to tell a good story. And that even despite your efforts, <laughs> you yeah, can well, miss it mm -hmm. for and half the world. Crazy, but it also, crazy thing. But it also shows that there are so many... Uh, different people involved in the making of something like this, whether it's a movie right. or a game, and right. you have so little control yeah. Um, yeah. as as an actor of you know of, yeah, over a lot true. of that stuff. So, which is why I've taken the hair shirt off now. Thank oh, good. Salad strainer still it. on though, guys. Burn the hair it's shirt. Still wearing the salad strainer. It's gonna smell delicious. It, it did smell a little weird. <laughs> um, so, do we want to like? Are there any more things? I mean, I think I think this, if anything, this podcast can hopefully convinced to to, to you to at least go on YouTube and watch the cinematics all in a row. Um, not if you're from Australia. But not if you're from Australia. <laughs> um, How many hours tonight will you be uh, up thinking about this? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I literally w was, was blown away. I, I have never thought about it from an Australian person's point of view. Walk away. And I thought... Walk away. What oh, an interesting, stick with it. What is an interesting point of view? Sit in it. Sit in it. I mean... I, I, Dwell in your mistakes, And to please. hear how utterly honest he was and disappointed. And he's like, oh... This is the actor who played Chum Bucket. Couple notes. Okay, okay. Like, like, like literally right out of the gate. It wasn't like, man, did you do it. the physicality on that? Or 
man, I you know, yeah. wow, what a what a yeah. what a tortured. It took place in this universe type story of right. somebody who could help you the whole time and then betray you and then die and very engaging. But but there was and this yet, one part that I didn't like. No, it was straight out of the <laughs> gate. Yeah, nothing you did matters. But you it all, mispronounced the fucking dog, bro. It and all so it you're all boils done. down. It all boils down to he's played this game through more than once. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. He said it one and a half, which means he's seen the dog mispronunciation twice and probably fast forwarded to the second one. You, to be fair, you said a dog's name more than once, so it's probably six or seven times. A plenty of times. Yeah, so and, it's a lot. And it was they kept saying, "Oh, we love the way you say that." Everybody involved, like everybody was like. Oh, say it again, say it again. Ding, kee, dee. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. say, say it again in that cute, that cute chum bucket right. way. way. Well, that that's, was the point. Yeah. yeah. But yet to have it so misinterpreted and, and, and misaligned uh, with the goal of telling the story and took the but gentleman also, out but of also, it and took the whole culture out of it. Very sad. But me. also, when you're dealing with uh, something that has such a, a long-standing um, existence out there now, as no, a, this right? is the best podcast <laughs> we've ever, ever done. done. I'm totally kidding. This is the number I, one episode. If you've of, got, I, if I, you've got, I have learned to let it go, and I'm doing this because it's good theater. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, it, you know, yeah, it's great to, to S- know. Sitting in it is better theater. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm so done. You've, you've moved on. I'm so done. <laughs> he yeah. just tweeted about us just now. Right. And, um, I'm sure. Let me say. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I got a chance he to tell Tom Bucket. He said, I told, I finally told Tom Bucket. I finally got to tell, I finally got to like, tell those like, USA. Actually, USA a stinky die. Yeah. Dinky die. Dinky die. As in, why doesn't Tom Bucket fucking die? Um, I... Uh, I feel like I've gotten a good sense of how games work, which is one of my goals coming on. I didn't. I knew nothing. I've intentionally avoided asking you that question yeah. about how these things are recorded. Wow. Um, but I really liked hearing about how this the creation is. of a game. You mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this. Yeah. And this is just from one perspective. Yeah. There's yeah. there's so much that goes into a game. Oh yeah. By the time we get there, they've yeah. already built they've already, worlds yeah, and, and engines and stuff. Kind of I came stuff. here expecting to meet one badass, but yeah. unbeknownst to me, I met two badasses. Today. That's right. This the, is really good. I met two badasses and, and you know what? that should be the name of this one, this episode. Two badasses and a rhino horn. Yeah, I'm in. I brought the rhino horn, so. I, I why not? My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And I'm Jason Spizak. Thanks for having me. And you are awaited.